1: These are the k Tapes. You, man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on k the longest-running rock station in the country. Welcome
2: to the k Tapes podcast. John, you along with... Favaz. Favaz. Hi. Favaz, back and healthy and strong.
3: Yeah, I had COVID last week, John, so we didn't do one. And, um, I'm, f- you know, I have a cough, but that's about it. Yeah. You, know? you sound a little so, nasal still. Yeah, a little You, you little got nasally. it in your
2: head. I had it in my head, yeah. too. Head cold type yeah. thing.
3: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So.
2: All right. Let's get on to our interview today. It's a, an interview that Jack Silver did. And, and we found a, I found a bunch of uh, old interviews that Jack Silver did when he used to do a show on the weekend or a feature on the weekend called the Casey Rock Report. Right. And there's a whole bunch of old interviews that he did laying on reel-to-reel tapes. And, and we already heard uh, David Freiberg for one of our shows, uh, Billy Squire recently, and mm-hmm. then a, a couple others. So we're going to be hearing quite a few more interviews from Jack as we go along here. Mm-hmm. And Jack was a uh, part-time on-air person. Uh, but worked full time in other capacities at the radio station back in the uh, in the early '80s. Right. Yeah. And so this interview he did with Rusty Young of Poco, who unfortunately passed away just this past year 2021
3: yeah that's so uh it's uh it's it's nice that you found that and we can add another dead guy to the list of the casey tapes
2: yeah and he passed (laughs) away like a matter of just three months before paul cotton of poco passed away both those guys were very instrumental in, in making a lot of that poco music so that was unfortunate so let me get on my stool here and reach back to the real real machine and uh and get this interview started so uh Again, Jack Silver is doing the interview. All
0: right. And, uh, gosh, how about, how, first of all, let me just ask you to kind of speak up. It does sound like you're calling from L.A. Okay. I, so, I will. Once all again,
3: right. Jack Silver always has level issues. I
0: know.
3: Always.
2: He's
0: always scolding
2: the interviewer before he, the interviewee, before he even asks to Speak up. Question. Damn it. Speak up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Come on. Um Give me some feelings. Like say, St. Louis and and your band seem to have a pretty good love affair going. I was wondering if you can, you know, give me any remembrances of St. Louis, possibly the live album you recorded here.
2: And before he answers that question, Rusty Young eventually ended up living not too far from St. Louis, down yes. 44, I think, in like um, was it Staunton or. Stanton, somewhere around there, Stanton, Missouri. Somewhere Mark Mar- Close knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, where uh, where the uh, little concert venue is down there? Uh, yeah, uh, that that one. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, um, yeah. uh, uh, I'll oh. think of it. Yeah, I'll think of it as time goes on here. Anyway. Does it begin with a W? Wild, 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 wild wood. Po- wild wild wood. wood, wild wood. Uh, a jig. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yes, he was living down there uh, for for a long time. St.
1: Louis, love St. Louis has historically been a favorite place to play for Poco. Uh, uh, you know, in, in all truthfulness, the people there have uh, really treated us special. And it's funny how in some areas that happens where you really have a one-to-one relationship with your audience. And uh, we've had that with St. Louis and Casey for a, a number of years. It's always been great uh, playing there.
0: All right. Um, let's talk about the new album, which I'm sure you're very excited about. Is... Is there... What, what, how is Ghost Town formed? Were you guys, what, on the road? You found a, a ghost town in some western city or something? What was that about? Well,
1: last year we uh, did a lot of touring. We did 10,000 miles back and forth across the country and uh, in a bus, right? And uh, as we were passing through a lot of urban areas, um, you, you notice that a really scary thing has happened. In, in downtown, in all these cities, the, the shops are all closed up, and there's bars over the doors, and uh, you know, signs in the window, out of business, and the, you know, newspapers flowing down the street, and uh, it's real spooky, and you see it a lot. And uh, it, it, when we were on the road and I saw that, it, it really reminded me of, of my childhood. When I grew up in, in the Colorado, my grandfather had a, a ranch, and on our ranch was a, a ghost town from the 1800s. And when I was a kid, I played in the ghost town. I played on the streets, and there was a hanging
3: tree and a saloon and a lot of stuff left from uh, the hasty retreat of the uh, 1800s. Did he say hanging tree? This, uh, yeah, he said okay. hanging tree. Just yeah. want to be sure about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there was a period of time, and this interview was probably done in the in the let's say
3: early 80s. Well, ghost, when, ghost town, what, what, whatever, what, whenever the album. album came out. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, we have to double check on that, yeah. but. Um, that was when Walmart was really starting to make its run in small towns because Walmart came out of small, small villes in the USA before right, it got yeah. into the major well, cities sure and everything. Yeah. And that was what was the remnant of, of that that run from from Walmart. The small town business were being put out of business. Yeah. Small towns have come back. Yes, from that you know they found a way to compete. I think in a lot of cases with yeah. WalMarts, especially some of these towns that have like these, these little breweries and things like that that mm-hmm. make people want to come in and try right. the breweries and restaurants. And yeah. so yeah, but uh, yeah, for a while there it looked bleak Ooh. for small town America. Yeah. Not that it's you know perfect any still, but it they uh, they found a way to at least somewhat make a comeback.
1: And, and it, just, it reminded me so much when I saw these downtown areas deserted. Uh, I could just picture kids like me, a hundred years from now, uh, playing in the streets that, that are so so desolate now. And uh, the comparison was so stark to me that uh, that's when I wrote uh, Ghost Town.
0: Oh. So it's, it's really actually a, a comment on the urban problem, but really not more, you know something along that line then, right, is what you're saying? Yeah,
1: in- it really is a... Uh,
0: the ghost towns of the future more so than the ghost towns of the past is yes. what it's about. Oh, all right. Um, uh, you know, you, you're a gentleman with, uh, you're, a, you're a veteran, let's say. I'm <laughs> but you look young. I have the, the wounds to prove it. <laughs> okay.
3: Ghost town was 82. 82. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Goes along right with uh, Jack Silverstein. Yeah.
0: How do you view uh, the changes that have taken place in music and, and more so, you know, n- some of the new wave type of bands that uh, i don't think we're going to see poco evolving into anything that relates to that. but how, how do you view that scene especially living in l.a with the likes of oingo boingo and x how can you compare the, the likes of poco to a band of that nature
2: this is something a lot of rock bands were trying to deal with in that time period especially southern bands like right. like poco it had a southern rock sound to them
3: <clears throat> didn't the cars come out right around then too
2: yes yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, to tell you the truth, I I don't think there's anything new in music at all. And, uh, I mean, there are new people playing, but it's the same, it's always been the same thing. I mean, the audience hasn't changed, and the audience likes a song that has what they call hooks. And uh, it was the same for, this this is really going back, it was the same for the Mamas and Papas or the Beatles, as it is now. If you have a lyric that has something interesting in it, a hook, and a melody that's a hook... um, and uh you've got a hit song and a lot of the new stuff that minute at work you know is that is a natural hit tune it, it could have been a hit tune in the 60s just as easy as the 80s because it has a musical hook and a lyrical hook and i think that'll always be the case people you always tweak people's ears as they say with the with the hooks yeah. and uh, the the new music is uh is, is just that it's new but it's it's really nothing uh, any different
0: all right and finally with the release of ghost town and uh, kind of what what, what some people might term a fresh start for your band. Uh, What does the future hold for Poco? This is a good question. What does the future hold for Poco? Uh,
1: Well, we we plan to get out and do quite a bit of touring. We're uh, we're real happy with our new relationship with Atlantic Records. And uh, we're going to spend the next few months uh, uh, getting out there and playing and meeting everyone and uh, having some fun and then uh, we'll go back in the studio later on towards the summer and
2: uh, make the next Poco album. Well, the future for Poco, as far as uh, record company albums goes, wasn't much longer. Right. There was really? one. There were a couple more albums after this one, and one of them was called Legacy, and there's no, a song. Great on, one. Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, Call It Love mm-hmm. was a, a hit song off that, and th- that's the album that uh, Jim Messina and... Uh, Richie Furet rejoined the band for. Oh. And then after that one, then it pretty much went downhill as far as as having a record deal. Now, they went on and toured as a band for a long time
3: and and made a good living. You know, know, it's just amazing. They formed in 1968 after Buffalo Springfield split up. It was just amazing.
2: Yeah, that was Richie Furet and Jim Messina who put the band together back then. Yeah, Yeah, it was amazing. For them to come back like they did... In '84, whatever it was, was you know, kind of a big deal, and yeah. was semi-successful for him too. Yeah, and and there's a video of that song that is out there with Jim Messina singing, uh, really playing guitar and singing with Rusty Young and uh, Richie Fure playing guitar on it. It's a it's a
3: good tune. And Ran- Randy Meisner was in that band too, and he's from the Eagles. That's right.
2: Yeah, you know? and Timothy B. Schmidt was in Poco for That's a while right. too. And, yeah, and and, and had, was hit singing the high notes for them for a long time. That's how he ended up, you know. I guess making his way into the Eagles cuz they were fans of Poco and right. you know, what mm-hmm. Timmy was doing.
3: Always had good vocals. Yeah. Oh, Poco
1: yeah. did. Harmonized,
2: could harmonize their asses off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We- Whoa. And that's it. That's it.
3: I think that's it. All right.
2: Jack never was a uh, one to close an interview <laughs> off real well. <laughs> I love Jack. I miss Jack. He was fun to fun to work with back in the day. So, uh there you go. That's our Show today, Rusty Young of Poco, the late Rusty Young. All right, uh, Favaz, where can they follow you? Um,
3: just They just need to follow me, follow, John.
2: Follow him around, yes. Just follow his shadow. Uh, you can follow <laughs> me on Twitter at STLUman on Instagram. I'm Johnny Hewlett.
1: AMF. Bye. The KC tapes with you, man and Favaz. For more on the history of KC, go to KC95.com or the KC mobile app.